0: Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it is time once again for another edition of the Curtain Call Podcast. My name is Michael Beck, your deputy editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and my co-host, as always, is one Mr. Jeffrey Benedict. Jeffrey, how are you doing tonight, sir?
1: Doing good, Michael, doing good.
0: Oh, I am uh, very happy to hear that. Now, of course, the Steelers uh, have uh, made a little bit of waves this week. I know it's been addressed a little bit, but Pat Meyer has become the new offensive line coach uh i, I think it's a, a pretty interesting move to say the very least um, obviously uh, both the receivers coach and o-line coach now for the steelers both came out of carolina um they have struggled the last couple of years not the most talent but they they did spend a, a decent amount of coin on their offensive lines uh I, i'm curious uh, your just initial thought at this hire and uh where uh what you think on the the topic now
1: I did, a, I did a little bit of digging into him. Uh, and while he's not a name, you know, he's not a big-time, you know, popular pick for anybody, uh, and the line was certainly awful last year, even though they – people were in and out of their lineup. People were were bouncing all over the place on their line. Like, they – I I think they had something like three games with the same line, like with the same five guys in the same spots. It was just it was just kind of a, a rough year in that regard. Uh, but for what he did, uh, going back to when he was with the Chargers, uh, if people remember when Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler were, were both at the Chargers and were both uh, doing pretty well, when he was in Carolina, uh, obviously Christian McCaffrey was hurt a lot. But outside of their main running back, that's when they started using Curtis Samuel a lot to run. Uh, So you see there's more interesting use of like mixture of like a main back and then a speed back, uh, something the Steelers could really use in Canada always did in college. And and so maybe you get something out of Anthony McFarland. Maybe you get something out of, you know, having receivers run more uh, than they have in the past. Maybe that works better under this guy. But the thing that stood out to me is they the teams he came from, their run schemes were very heavily outside zone. Uh, And one of my favorite, one of my favorite stats is uh, Teddy Bridgewater and Sam Darnold both had career high rushing yards with this guy as their offensive line slash run game coordinator. Uh, So (laughs) if the Steelers are looking to have a quarterback who runs a little more, does something like that, you know, hopefully not Sam Darnold and uh, Teddy Bridgewater running the football, uh, but he... He, he does some of that too. So uh, I think he fits whether or not he's a good offensive line coach. I can't say it's that's a, something that's super hard to judge. Uh, but I can say he fits what the Steelers want to do. And if you look at his style and his schematically, how he runs the ball, I think he's a great fit for Matt Canada's offense.
0: Yeah, it will be uh, interesting to see how they all play together. But like you said, uh, using multiple backs, could you expect the Steelers this offseason to go out to try to sign uh, a new running back or draft someone uh, in the middle rounds again? Uh, Could could they be on the market to try to find someone that can run with Najee Harris?
1: You're you're actually uh, heading right into one of the players I would love to see. Let's get into it. The Steelers take is... uh, a player who kind of fits the mold of a Curtis Samuel who is a free agent uh, and is a veteran quarter Patterson would be like, you could put him in as that slot receiver. You could put him as your number four receiver. You could put him in motion all the time. You could run him. Uh, he, he would be definitely an upgrade on any kind of jet sweep action and reverses any kind of that kind of stuff. He's, he's a definite upgrade over anything we have. I know he's 30, but, he doesn't seem to be slowing down yet, so that 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 actually brings me to that kind of a player. I think that is the kind of player you want to add. Uh, I I think you can get by with a with a Benny Snell with Anthony McFarlane. I think you can get by with those guys uh, for now. I don't think there's pressure to go get someone new. Again, I again, I my my thing is if you if you want to improve your backup running back situation. Put in an offense, put in an offensive line where Benny Snell can get you two, three yards a carry, at reliably, and then have some longer ones. You know, if if, and if Benny Snell is average, Benny Snell is averaging three and a half yards per carry. You're good. He can be your backup running back. He can be your number two dude. Just put in a line that can pull that off. It doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, and to just get into the spirit of today's show as well, just kicking off on that and kind of breaking down, uh, the, the Steelers offseason outlook and, and big things they got to hit along the way here. Of course, uh, the first, really this next month, there isn't too much to be done. Um, legal tampering is about a month away. Uh, players can be released and signed before free agency ever begins. But right now that's basically just Dante Fowler Jr. who was released today by the Falcons. Um, Aside from that, there's not too much to be done outside of uh, making their own cuts. Um, uh, so before we get into more free agents, who are the names that you fully expect to be cut from this team?
1: Um, I, I'm not I'm not expecting many big names. Obviously, I, I think Joe Schobert's gone. Uh I think I think he's gone. Uh I'm trying to remember if there's anyone else that was obvious. He's the one that stands out to me. I, I think he's definitely gone. Um, but he's he's the only one I really see definitely being, like, an obvious choice. So, yeah.
0: Okay. Aside from Joe Showbert, I would also throw out Zach Banner. I think that one's an obvious one. Um A little frustration on the face. Them
1: keeping him. I can see them keeping him though. (laughs) It just doesn't
0: make any. It's five million dollars for someone who has not been healthy. It just it just makes sense. Like you can cut the ties there. Um, past that, I I think the only other like surefire cut uh, is Stephon to it if he is not playing football again. Uh, I, I I do expect those moves to be made. Now moving past that. The Steelers obviously have a list of free agents, including Juju Smith-Schuster, Joe Hayden, and Akella Witherspoon, who kind of turned it up at the end of the season. How many of these guys do you expect to be brought back, and do any of the big-name guys uh, stick around in the black and gold?
1: Well, the one I would really want is Juju. That's that's a guy... Sorry, here. Uh That's a guy I want to keep. I... I, I personally love Juju. I don't want to pay him top dollar. If he gets like serious offers if teams think, you know, that that his recent production if, if they think 850 yards uh is a is a fluke, you know, from from last year and that Juju's really more of a 1200-yard receiver on pretty much any team but the Steelers, uh then you have to let him go. No way you you pay him that kind of money. But I think I would I would keep him around I'd like to keep Joe Hayden, but I've, I've come to the, around to the point that if I'm keeping Joe Hayden, uh, he better be okay with a reduced role, specifically uh, heading into the slot because he does not – we saw it this year. This was the first year where I was like, okay, man, I, I don't think he has it outside anymore. I think they need an outside corner, and I don't think he's the answer. But I would love him to stay around. You get him in a Deshae Townsend role – where he's your you know he's your backup he's your not but he's always in there in the slot he's all he comes in on certain packages would love joe Hayden in that role he's got the intelligence he's got the skills still he just doesn't have the speed to be left out on an island uh i think Akello witherspoon you gotta try and bring him back you absolutely have to try and bring him back just i i don't think there's gonna be that much of a market on him and i wouldn't pencil him in as a starter he's had these stretches before where he's really good they don't seem to last long hopefully he's turned a corner here and he can do this but even if he doesn't uh I think even if he it doesn't develop from what we saw there he's a solid number three number four cornerback uh like like a dime guy for this team or even like sliding outside and putting someone in the nickel if if Joe Hayden doesn't return I don't think he's a starter I wouldn't Well, I I shouldn't say I don't think he's a starter. He's a guy you can't pencil in for a starter. I think Terrell Edmonds is coming back. I'd bring back Ray Ray McLeod. He's a great punt returner. I know people got tired of them throwing it ball to him, but a punt returner who can do what he did in the passing game, if that's your number five receiver, that's fantastic. When he's your number three, like that's not his fault. That's not the problem of the punt returner, that he's not really a number three receiver. That's a problem of you ain't got anybody in front of him to put him out of that position. Uh which is why I think James Washington is gone. When you lose your spot to Ray Ray McLeod, you're gone. You're not coming back. Arthur Millette, I could see him coming or going. Uh Chuk's a That's an interesting one. What do you what do you think about Chuks Chukumo Do you think they bring him back? Uh I, I don't I don't think it makes much sense. Um
0: I think the Steelers need to revamp the offensive line and bring pieces back just doesn't doesn't bode well for the team. Uh, I'm not doing that. Uh, at any means, uh, they need to move on from some players, especially in this offensive line. They need to get better at this position.
1: Would you pay him to be a backup? Like if you if he was the swing tackle, well, what what would are we you bring him back
0: for that? Like what Joe Haig is making, like like a two million dollar deal? Is that what we're talking about here? Yeah, yeah. Would you go with that? He'd be better than Haig. Yeah, if you could swap the two on the on that deal, yeah, I'd do that. That's fine. But what would um, be your cap
1: on what would be your cap on paying him? Like, would you go? Like, if he's gonna get four million dollars, would you be like, "Oh, you know what? We could, we could do that for a really good swing, like a really solid swing tackle." Meh. Um, (laughs) Okay.
0: Yeah, no. Like, I I think my cap is like two point five three. Like, and even then, it's like I'm not, I'm not losing any sleep if we lose Chooks a core four. Um, So at this point, kind of got into just before free agency. Uh, Steelers re-signed some players. uh, They cut some players. Do we see any trades made, regardless of the players coming in or players going out? Because the Steelers don't have many draft picks, so I I don't see how realistic a trade-in would be. Trading someone out to acquire some picks could make sense, but they don't really have too many players of value that you'd want to trade off this team. Um, So what,
1: what, uh, what do you think on a trade front before we get to free agency as a whole? I don't... I don't see the Steelers trading anybody. Like, honestly, I I don't see – that's not really how they roll. Like, you you kind of get into trades with, like, you know, we need a player at this position desperately and someone's available. I, I don't know who's available. Also, like, if, if teams really throw out something great, then yeah. But what – the situations we're seeing now, I, I don't see the team trading. Something would really have to fall in their lap for them to trade now, This trades are more something the Steelers do, like you know, right before the season starts when they realize suddenly after training camp, like, oh, you know, we don't have an inside linebacker. <laughs> Joe Schobert, let's let's bring him in, you know, like there's something like that.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and that's kind of the way I see it too. Um, I'm not expecting any trades, maybe on draft day, um, but really until like that middle of training camp uh, that's usually when the Steelers uh will start to get into that market but until that point I just cannot see the Steelers making a move along those lines now we're at free agency um so what uh who are your kind of favorite players I I know you've kind of created a list I've I've talked about some of my favorite players already but I'm curious who's at the top of your list who's the guy the Pittsburgh Steelers have to sign this offseason and if they don't they'd be making a massive mistake you're gonna throw out the big ones first uh, well, I, I, want, I want one off the top here that they
1: need to sign. And then we, okay. then we can get in the other ones. They have to sign okay. this player. I think we both agree. They need a major offensive line signing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I've got a guy that I've kind of fallen in love with here. And this, this is my thought on signing someone on the offensive line. If you, if you have Kevin Dotson, right? And you bring in somebody. Kevin Dotson can play, play right. He's played left in the NFL. He played right in college. You can bring in a left or right guard, whoever they are, and put Kevin Dotson on the other side. And if you have those two guards, right, you can go into the draft and say our our draft crush, Lindenbaum, Linderbaum, falls to the Steelers. You draft him, and you're set. You're set to dominate, right? You've got – if Kevin Dotson is like your second best offensive lineman while Linderbaum is getting adjusted and then ends up even like, if Kevin Dotson is just one of the three best offensive linemen on your offensive line, you're going to work. This offense will work. Najee Harris is going to be destroying teams, right? And Matt Canada's offense is built on the interior line. You'd be in great shape. If you end up going into the season with more of a bargain Level free agent center, or even kind of rocking with Kendrick Green. You know, you're gonna need, you are gonna absolutely need studs on either side of him to help him develop, to let him actually not suck. I'm all for upgrading center, but if you sign a free agent center, like we've talked about this, if you sign a free agent center in Littervon Falls, you're like, well, we're still drafting him. You know, he's a he's, he's like Marquise Pouncey. It doesn't matter who your center is. You got Marquise Pouncey unless you already have an all-star center in their prime. You draft Marquise Pouncey. He's that dude. Like, Linderbaum is that dude. So, for me, getting that stud guard is the move. And my name is – it's kind of sad because uh, he made the Pro Bowl this year. I was kind of hoping he wouldn't. He ended up making the Pro Bowl, but I'm still rolling with him. He's still a free agent. I want Laken Tomlinson from San Francisco uh he is a monster in the run game outside zone inside zone whatever kind of power whatever you want to run he is a monster uh San Francisco's run game makes a lot of people look better than they are but he's not that dude he was a guy that made that run game even better than it than it should have been uh and he would be phenomenal i would they're they're estimating him to get 9 10 million dollars a year i'd go higher than that Hmm. I'd go hire that, bring him in. I'd be like, that would be my marquee signing. And you'd just be like, offensive line, good. You know, we can roll into the into next season. Uh, with, with Mason Rudolph, Dwayne Haskins, and the rest of the offense we got, if that offensive line is just absolutely crushing it, and he would be that guy. That's the moment you turn it over. He's not young. He's 29. But that means you've got four years of with him. you got three, four years of high-level play still.
0: Your thoughts. So that raises a good point for me. The Steelers don't sign players older than 30 unless it's like the end of or like beginning of training camp. They're dirt cheap, and really that only ever happened this past offseason in Trey Turner and Melvin Ingram. It, it just doesn't happen. Could that change now that the Steelers have a ton of money? Uh, their oldest starter in offense, projected starter right now, is Mason Rudolph at 26, and the next closest is 20. Like, no one else is 26, 25. Like, they don't have these leaders. Could you expect them to finally sign someone? To a big ticket, that is thirty or older, during the peak of the first wave of free agency.
1: I think we could see it, especially if they want to tackle, because there's not good options that are young at tackle. If they if they go big at tackle, you've got guys like Dwayne Brown, Teron, Armstead. They're they're thirty and up. You're getting that. You defensive line. I mean, we I'm jumping ahead here, but uh, defensive line. There's not really good young prospects. If 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 Stefan Tuit is gone and you say, okay, we're gonna take Stefan Tuitt's money and we're gonna flip it over and we're gonna sign a free agent to be good right now, you're signing someone who's Cam Hayward's age or older. You there's not a lot of young names out there. So I think this might be the time it has to change because the best free agents that, that really fit Pittsburgh and could really help, they're all going to be upper 20s into their 30s.
0: Hey, and I kind of expect them to bring in a player or two at that age range because of what we talked about. They like they don't have the leaders on offense. They need someone to kind of kind of bridge the gap between franchise quarterbacks because that's the most obvious leader for your team. I don't know if Mason Rudolph's your captain right away. And I, I guess we should probably talk about the quarterback position. It's probably gonna be a topic on every single show that we do. Um do you expect the Steelers to be players in the free agent market? Like we we can get to the draft, but for agency trade, do you expect any activity from the Steelers whatsoever?
1: I do. I, th- I think with the money they have, I and I don't, and it's not going to be huge splashes. They're not going to Cleveland the off season and go try and get big splashy names, but they're going to find some players. They are going to make some moves. Uh, I, I expect to see, the, the biggest free agent spending we've seen in Steelers history this year. Uh, which and is, and I mean, two. yeah, it's, it's like, otherwise you're, you're what, keeping all of this cap space. Like you can't, you have to spend more than they've ever spent on free agents to use up this cap space. That's because they just never spent that much on free agents. Uh, so for me, yeah, I think, I think this is a, this is going to be a good free agent season. I don't expect trades. But I do, I do expect some some roster turnover. I do expect some free agents brought in.
0: Yeah, uh, I I agree. I, I think a quarterback, uh, a name that I could throw out. I, I know you love Jacoby Brissett it, uh, for a very cheap veteran option. Uh, maybe a Terod Taylor. Uh, I could see something like something along that. Something like bar- bargain hunting quarterback. Uh, to me, I, I've talked about this a lot. If you cannot find a franchise level quarterback. You're wasting your money. Uh, I saw somewhere that Derek Carr is looking for $40 million a year. To me, he's not in that tier. To to me, if he wants that, fine. You can be a free agent all year, and no one's going to sign you. Like, uh, if your quarterback isn't on Patrick Mahomes' $50 million a year level, like that perennial MVP candidate, I I don't want him. Move on. Don't sign him another contract. Yeah, Don't don't, don't don't pay him quarterback money. No, exactly. Uh, So you just can't do that to your team. You will hamstring yourself for the length of that entire contract. So they have, they have to be willing to wait until they can get the right player. Uh, I, I don't know if that guy's available in the draft again. We'll, we'll, hopefully we'll get to the draft when we when we get there uh, in this show. But um, when, when it comes to free agency and it comes to trades, these the guys that are like the stars of free agents or trades like Aaron Rodgers seems like he's staying put now uh Jimmy Garoppolo is not in that great tier Russell Wilson's gonna cost too much Deshaun Watson's Mm -hmm. gonna cost too much the Steelers just can't be players in that market they they just can't they don't have the draft capital to make those picks um so I I fully don't expect uh really anything outside of a, a quarterback on the same level as uh uh, Mason Rudolph. I, I see Mitch Trubisky's name popping up in the live chat a little bit. I, I could see something at that tier. I, again, I, I see Carson Wentz as well. It, it just doesn't make any sense. Uh, don't waste your money uh, on a minimal upgrade at the position.
1: I got I got five quick names to throw out for quarterback, real quick: Tyrod Taylor, Jacoby Brissett, Marcus Mariota. I don't like him at all, but that's he's in that category. Mitchell Trubisky, Geno Smith. You're, this, these are like if you're if you want to take the range of guys we're talking about, that's like what we're talking about. The Steelers bringing in, right? Like, is that that's kind of what you're going with. If you're bringing in someone who can you can have it a decent bargain to come in and compete, who has some starting experience more than Mason or you know Haskins has, uh, then those are kind of who you're looking at. And at that point, I, I'm not sure they can beat out Mason Rudolph. So for me, it's it's meh. All right, let's uh why don't you
0: throw some other names uh for offensive free agents here? Um and, and I can give you some of mine as well.
1: Okay, I I actually have someone I think would work in our system and this is not at all to be a star. Um people got to realize the Steelers aren't going to sign a star. Uh that's not going to happen. They're not going to find some diamond in the rough guy who turns out to be wonderful. Uh wide receiver. Right? Let's say Juju Smith-Schuster is gone. They're not going to sign a top tier wide receiver. They're going to lean on Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool. A guy I would like to see is someone like a Zay Jones, right? <laughs> Who's never really been great, but he's not bad. And he he has this. He still has his speed. He's not a great route runner. He can break down some balls. For me, he is a good fit in the Steelers' Z. How they use their Z receiver, uh, like when you when you go three receivers. And you you've got someone in the slot. You got that. You got the guy outside the slot on the short side. Most of the time, that dude just runs something. It's going to be twenty yards deep before he cuts anything. Right? You're just running up field and then doing something. Zay Jones is the kind of guy that fits that. He would be reasonably cheap, and and could give you some some reasonable production for that value. And I think he would give more value in that kind of a role that you that you would find most places for what he would cost. So that's kind of a name that, that stuck with me for wide receiver. Uh that's really it. Like I, I said before, Cordella Patterson, Cord- I man, I would love to see him Court Corderell. What am I saying? Corderell, Corderell Patterson. <laughs> yeah. Corderell Patterson, I, I he would be a great fit for Canada. He would he would instantly bring a little more to the to the jet sweep threat, to the run game, to a lot of crazy stuff. And he's a pretty good slot receiver like you can use him there if you want to use that kind of role a lot so for me that's a name i like um i think i think larry fitzgerald officially retired didn't
0: he i have I no idea done. if he ever officially did but once you take a year off of football at his age it's it's basically <laughs> official
1: i don't care i bring him back i don't care Give me larry fitzgerald can play anytime he wants him i'm i'm extending that to aaron donald as well i don't care how old aaron donald gets If he's 46 years old and wants to play in the NFL, I would give him a spot on the Steelers. I'd sign him. I'd let him try out. Yeah, he's
0: pretty good, uh, to to say the least. But, hey, speaking of the L.A. Rams, I think his offensive line teammate, Austin Corbett, free agent, the Rams are in some sort of cap hell here. There's no way they can bring everyone back. They can't run it back entirely. It's just not possible uh, unless uh, they're making some crazy restructures. I, I just can't see the amount of moves that they all come back. But I think Austin Corbett's an interesting name. He's a right guard. He's 26 years old. He started his career in Cleveland. Uh, the change of scenery to LA made him a much better player. I think that's someone that will be a little bit cheaper than Lakin Tomlinson that can come in and start right away. Another name on offense I want to throw out there, it's unfortunate. If the draft was before free agency, And Tyler Linderbaum was drafted by someone not the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'd be all over Ryan Jensen, the center of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That would be a great move. Uh, The problem is you can't wait and he's not going to wait for you to have the draft uh, in in order to sign or to draft Linderbaum. That's what makes things complicated. So, I don't know if he's a player that can switch over to guard. I know we've talked about Ben Jones, uh mm-hmm. 34, I believe uh on the from the Titans, he can play both spots. Something like that makes to. a little bit more sense. 32. It, it makes more sense to to go after a player like that on a very short-term deal uh that can kind of be uh the vet uh leading the the way for that offensive line. I could see something along those lines. Is, Is there anyone else? You you were talking
1: about Austin Corbett. I want to bring up uh, Brian Allen, their 26 year old center has a pretty rough injury history, but when he's healthy, is phenomenal. And he was healthy this year. Uh, Interesting thing though, the Rams had a free agent last year we really wanted, we really liked. uh, Was it Blythe? Oh, I really liked it. I think we we liked him. He didn't even start this season. Somebody signed him and he lost his job, like Kansas City. Yeah, the Rams. Yeah, the Rams' offensive line is interesting to me. I, I wonder if there's something going on there where like they, they just look better because they all look phenomenal, and then they—they're not. They maybe they aren't. So I, I'm a little nervous about the Rams' offensive lineman. Uh, but I do like their center if he's healthy. He's phenomenal, and like you said, Ben Jones. I think Ryan Jensen isn't the best scheme fit, but uh, but he'd be fine too. Like I, I agree with you there. He's,
0: he's the best available option, uh, yeah. I should say. And since he's just 30, I believe, turning 31 before the season, uh, you, you can have him for a few years, again, to transition that team in that new quarterback era, whoever that may be. Regardless of who it is, you need a better offensive line. Uh, is there anyone else yeah. on offense you want to touch on before we flip sides of the ball? No, I, I'm good. Okay, defensively. Um, uh, we talked about the age of the defensive lineman class. I think an interesting one here, though, and maybe the most talented, probably the most talented one, Akeem Hicks. Mm-hmm. He's getting up there in age. 32. He was dominant for the Chicago Bears this past season, and he's kind of in that age range of Cam Hayward and Tyson Aluoglu. And if Tua's not coming back, yeah, it might be a decent fit, especially if the Steelers paired that with another draft pick. Uh, d- does that make any sense to you, or would you uh, be looking to make a move in free agency along the defensive line?
1: If if Stefan on this is my stance is staying this way, it's gonna be this way. If Stefan to it comes back, you don't sign a free agent. If yeah. he does come, if he doesn't come back, uh you take his money and you sign someone good because he's got a pretty good contract. That's a pretty decent chunk of money. I think he saves up nine million if nice he's before. gone. Yeah, you go get somebody, and you and obviously if you're doing a first-year contract, you can spend it can be a pretty decent one and you're, you're not paying 9.4 for it. Akeem Hicks is a front runner. One, uh, one, the only other one I look at and say, you know what, that's a guy that would work in that step in the role they want and what Stefan Tuitt it did. Uh, it's, it's not a lot of people. Akeem Hicks is obvious, the obvious one to me. Another option is Calais Campbell. Hmm. It's going to be 35, but He's that kind of player. He's a similar player to what Tewitt brings for the Steelers. He would be a good short-term. He would be like a one, two-year patch. He'd be cheaper, and that'd let you get through, find someone new, get draft a new young player. Uh, and he would have the added benefit of giving the Steelers someone who played in the Super Bowl in 2008 when he was a rookie with Arizona. Yeah, and played against the Steelers. So, you know, that to me, there's value there. You know, we're talking about Ben Roethlisberger is gone. No one was there for the Super Bowl. No one's played in the Super Bowl and the Steelers for this, you know, in a Super Bowl with the Steelers. He didn't play for the Steelers, but he played against the Steelers in 2008 Super Bowl 43. You know, I'd, I'd bring him in. Yeah, hey,
0: it's if you bring in a guy like that, um, you, you sign him to a two two year deal with a very cuttable second year. Um, I mm-hmm. I, I don't thirty five is hard. Like it's just yeah. I I can't I can't the only, see it.
1: The only way I'm going there is if two it doesn't come back, and you're at that point you're kind of screwed. There's not many options in the draft this year. This is not a good defensive line class. Not I shouldn't say that. It is not a deep defensive line at the top. There isn't many top names here. There aren't, those guys just aren't there. If you're drafting somebody, it's hoping, you know, you're taking traits and hoping they turn into something. So for no. me, if, if Tyson does, if two, it doesn't come back, you've got to get somebody and there's not many names.
0: Yeah, no, no kidding. Um, I saw one of those uh, rumor pages uh, on Twitter that uh, they're typically just made up farces, but uh, they're like, Oh, JJ Watt might be available in trade. Hey, it moves the needle when uh, when you throw his name in uh, in BTSC articles and uh, oh yeah. talk about reuniting the brothers. But uh, I I don't know I I just don't. It's such a hard position to add this year that uh, like the Fletcher Cox deal that was kind of a the Steelers almost made with Philadelphia that one because he still has term on his deal it would have made sense. Um, but a third round pick doesn't. <laughs> um, and then um, going to Akeem Hicks it, it makes sense for a stopgap like two three years. Um, someone that can uh, just ride it out to the end with Cam Hayward. And then you probably have a bit of an issue on the defensive line when it's time to replace all those guys in the middle. But yep. that might be future teams' problems. Kicking things back to uh inside and outside linebacker, I, I know a little bit different uh, positions, but um what would you do at, at these linebacker spots when it comes to free agency? What names are intriguing?
1: I, I I'm not a Dante Fowler fan. I know some people are going to say that because he just got cut – And he's a name and and he stands out, but he doesn't work for me. Uh, Someone who fits the Steelers system. There's not a lot uh, that I, that I look at right now at at the edge position on the outside linebacker. It's like a Ryan Kerrigan. Uh, He's old. You put him in as a rotation. He'd, he'd get you production in a rotation. He'd he'd get you four or five sacks. Uh, I think he would be a better fit than, than Melvin Ingram was even. And, uh, so that's a name that stands out for me on the outside line. Is is there much there that you see at the at outside the linebacker,
0: outside linebacker? Uh, this is this is another spot that I scrolled through for a while. Um, I, I, there isn't anything jumping off the page that kind of excites me yeah. more than what the Steelers were able to get from Tusca and Charlton at the end of the year. They played pretty damn good in, in yeah. relief type roles. Like, there's going to be spots the Steelers just can't afford to spend money on. And like, of course, having TJ Watt with his massive cap hit now at that position, it's hard to have quality depth behind it because you're already spending so much at the position. So I'm okay with Tuska and Charlton coming back and and just running it back again. Could they draft someone? Sure. Uh, Would I want it to be a later round pick though? Absolutely. Um, But I'm okay with the exact same position group that ended the year starting the year next year as well. So moving things into the middle of the defense then, uh, inside linebacker, uh, if the Steelers are releasing Showbert, they probably want to bring in a veteran uh, of some sort. Uh, what are you thinking at that spot?
1: I've I got a couple of options here. Um, mostly I'm looking at guys who can be a little bit more of a run thumper to, to help Devin Bush, because Devin Bush is never going to be good in that area. That is never going to be a thing. And with the defensive line kind of looking shaky. Like you're a little nervous here. Uh, I know everyone's high on Aluwalu coming back, but this is a 34-year-old man coming off a serious injury. Uh that's mm, uh to me, Stefan Tuett, what's he gonna have coming back from injury? Like I've got question marks on the defensive line, even if all three, if Hayward it and Aluwalu are all back, there's question marks there for me. Uh so I you want someone who can help in the run game. Couple names. Uh you've got like an AJ Johnson that would be like, you know, a Vince Williams against the run, not much of a blitzer though. Uh you've got Josie Jewell from Denver, who would be a very solid addition next. He's not at all an athlete, but he's smart. Like he's like uh what'd you say, a bigger version of Robert Spillane, like a bigger, kind of more reliable version of Robert Spillane, which is kind of what you want next to, to Devin Bush. Uh so not you know, there's not great options. A lot of them aren't great options, but I do have one name that really intrigues me. Uh, he's getting up there in age a little bit, but he is a blitzer. He's a run stuffer, and he's significantly better in coverage than Vince Williams was. And that man is Anthony Barr, mm. former Viking, who was an outside linebacker. He'd be he'd be doing the James Ferry or moving from outside linebacker to to inside linebacker in a f- three four. Uh, but to me, he is exactly what you want there. He's like, he's, he's closest. He's the closest thing to a James Ferrier you're going to find, you know, and he's not that guy anymore, right? He's not James Ferrier anymore, but like what old James Ferrier gave you. That's what I think you can get from an Anthony Barr. I think you can get that kind of level of play where he's going to be solid and a really good, you know, leadership. And and he, he gives you a kind of mentor. The guy's had an incredibly successful career He's going to give you a good mentor for a young Devin Bush trying to come back and 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 really round back into his game and get his confidence going, get his game going. I think Anthony Barr would be an absolute lights out signing for the Steelers. What do you think of a Leighton Vander Esch? When he's healthy, he's he's solid, but he has he has one big problem. You have to keep him clean. I I would put him as as far as taking on blockers. I would put him below Devin Bush on mm. par or even below Devin Bush. He's awful. When you get, when people get hands on him, he's done. I I, I kind of feel like I need to bring this up. Uh, like if, if you think of the great inside linebackers, if you, if you think of anyone who's played in the last like 20 years, they weren't a run thumper. Like when the, when the Baltimore Ravens got Ray Lewis, you know what they went out and did? They got two absolute like monstrous defensive tackles and put him in front of him. And we're just basically like the one thing you will never do is get an offensive lineman to Ray Lewis. You will never do that. And when they lost one of them, they went out and signed someone who was bigger. They like Tony Siragusa, and all those guys, like they were just mammoth people because their entire goal was, your two, You two people have one job. You don't rush the quarterback. You just stand there, occupy as many offensive linemen as you can, but you do not let the opposing team get an offensive lineman to Ray Lewis. No uh, inside linebacker should reliably beat an offensive lineman. No offensive lineman who gets to an inside linebacker should lose. This is If, if he is, you're, the team that the offensive lineman plays for is like, that guy needs to go. Like he got he got to the second level and just got laid out by a linebacker. He's got to go. Like that's no good. He sucks. Uh, so for me, like you're not you're not going to get you know those guys. Jack Lambert wasn't taken on offensive linemen. the Steelers kept him clean. Ernie Holmes and Mean Joe kept him clean. Like that's mm-hmm. that's not a thing. But to me, if you're looking for somebody who can do that, Le- Leighton Vander Esch is worse than most. Uh, so I I'm not a big fan on him. The two I'm leaning most towards are like a Josie Jewel. But, oh, man, Anthony Barr, that's a dream for me. I'd love it. Okay, let's uh, let's hit the secondary all
0: at once here, so we can uh, talk about at least the first round draft crush uh, that we could uh, just mention before the end of the show. Um, obviously, Trell Edmonds is a free agent, someone we didn't mention earlier. I, I would love the Steelers to re-sign him rather than acquiring any free agent uh, safety that's out there. I think he's the best of what's available, especially for the Steelers system. Uh, Corner is very interesting spot as well. Um, what do the Steelers do with their defensive backfield?
1: Oh, I agree with you, Trell Edmonds. I forgot about him because I, I I just assume the Steelers are bringing him back I can't imagine them not uh it would take so much work to break in a new player um looking at cornerbacks there's some names out there. you got you know JC Jackson you got Stefan Gilmore. uh Casey Hayward's a decent one Dante Jackson there's a lot of people um i've I've got my favorite and it's probably not one a lot of people are thinking about. Uh, but he's kind of a bargain number one corner, and the Steelers don't. The Steelers do need a number one corner. Cameron Sutton is not your number one corner; he's your number two corner. But they don't need a great one because their scheme helps their corners a lot. It's it's designed to to put a lot of a lot of work and a lot of workload onto the, the safeties and kind of help the cornerbacks with that. Uh, so you don't need a a top end number one corner. On this defense, it, it's, it's kind of a, it's almost a waste. Like you're, you're kind of misusing Minka Fitzpatrick at that point. So for me, a guy I'd like to see, he's young. He's primarily a man corner, but he's good in zone. Uh, and he is definitely going to be a less flashy, less expensive. Number one corner option. And that is Tarvarius Ward. I like what he does. I like his game. I think he's solid all around and I think he's, he's exactly that kind of a player. He's a, he's like a, uh, he's a bigger, better kind of version of a Steven Nelson. I I think he's, he can be a number one corner in this system uh, and could be a really great signing for the Steelers.
0: Yeah. I'm kind of interested in the Dante Jackson out of Carolina. Uh, I think that's Mm -hmm. a player that's available because of circumstance, not because of talent. Carolina just acquires so many damn corners. They have, they're loaded at the cornerback position uh, and Dante Jackson is free because of it now just a few minutes left in the show here and i really do want to talk about the draft so we got through free agency uh some names we like uh we, we got through uh cuts and trades and all that fun stuff resignings you name it got through uh and now we're at the time for the nfl draft now it's a, it's completely impossible to mock anything especially at this point uh without trades so like you never know until draft night itself actually happens uh so it, it is extremely hard to play this out so second third round picks let alone the first one are extremely difficult so let's just chat about the first round pick here is there any play that this could be a quarterback is there any play that the Steelers could be looking to trade up the Steelers don't trade back so I'm not even going to ask about that but uh what do you foresee happening with this
1: 20th pick I mean they traded back what only like 21 years ago something like that for Casey Hampton that one time um I I could see it if. I I think Malik Wills would be the move there, but he, I think he plays. I think he's played himself a little higher than twenty. I don't see the Steelers trading up. You've got too many needs. You got too many needs to trade up. Yeah, you got. Yeah, you got. You got more needs than you have. Years. Mm -hmm.
0: They're going to need future years draft picks as well, especially because they only have like six, I believe, at this moment. In this yeah. draft, that is that like that's not good enough. I, I do not expect a trade up. Of course, the dream for both of us, I, I think, is Tyler Linderbaum. I, I, like if anyone's Absolutely. available, I am not trading up for anyone in this draft, including Linderbaum, because of the Steelers' uh, the circumstances they find themselves in. Yeah. So I'm not. I'm not making a move up. I'm not making a play. But if Linderbaum's are twenty, I, I I don't see how you could take him over basically anybody it, like. He's the only one that could realistically make it that far. None of the top edge rushers. Like, like if Aiden Hutchinson's somehow at 20, of course you're going to take him. It's just not happening though. Yeah, Hutchinson's not going to be there. Thibodeau's not going to be there. A bunch of the top corners aren't going to be there. Evan Neal's not going to be there. Like a, a lot of guys aren't going to be there, but when it comes to top prospects, because Linderbaum's a center, slightly undersized, but to me it, it doesn't matter. He is one of the nastiest, most physical players I've ever seen. That's the guy at 20. If it's That's- not him, and it's not a quarterback, what, what do the Steelers do? Do, do they take an O tackle for the first time in decades? Do, do they look to the defensive line? What do they do?
1: Well, other, other than uh, the kid from Georgia, is there any defensive lineman you see is like top 20 pick worthy? uh no. R- yeah. yeah. That's like the one name. Yeah. Like that's, that's it, and even he—he's a bit of a projection. Like you're—you're—you're you're, you're hoping he can transfer late into like a guy who can play more than you know, have a limited snap count. Like he—he he was on a snap count at Georgia. Like that's weird to me. Uh, so he makes me a little nervous. Jordan Davis, drafted him at twenty. Jordan Davis, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I kept thinking Gerard Davis, but that was our linebacker we wanted last year. Um, yeah, he—he he makes me a little nervous. I. I don't. I haven't really gotten into the inside linebackers, but the little bit I've done looked at. I'm not thrilled with anyone that could that, that looks in that range. Like I'm not. I'm not really high on this draft. I think if you it's see, it's not a good draft, honestly. The quarterback's gone, and linderbaum gone, gone. That's reaches. Mm. You could could see a trade back this year. Because if they're short on picks, the Steelers like to have a certain number of draft picks. I, I think you could see trade back, get a couple, you know, pick up an extra third round pick, extra fourth round pick, something like that. Like pick up a couple of picks and trade back a bit. Uh because I just I'm not a this is not this is not a good year for the Steelers in the draft. We need defensive line, uh, we need quarterback, there's quarterbacks, but they're they're like second round. They're all I mean, like they should be third Lamar, round picks in a good draft. Lamar Jackson was a thirty first overall pick. Who, who in this draft would you rate as better than Lamar Jackson when he None came of them. out? None, None of, them. of them. They're all they're all second round quarterbacks that are going to be all picked in the first round. It's. I would take, I would take if Linderbaum wasn't there because of the draft class not being as good. I would take a Malik Willis. I would take him twentieth and be like, cool, we're going to sit you for you know a year or two. And hope we got something. It's a lottery ticket you're taking there. But if he comes together, you know, if he puts it together, you you've got a fantastic quarterback. You got a yeah. Steve McNair kind of quarterback there. You know, that's that's worth it. I just I don't see a lot of draft options in the first round. Yeah, it, it, it's
0: just a weak year. So, this is why the Steelers have to spend money, ladies and gentlemen. And we are going to be with you every single step of the way. So, Jeffrey Benedict, uh, we are out of time now. Is there
1: anything you want to plug for the people? Uh, Dave Schofield and I have our second part of the Juju Smith-Schuster uh, vertex coming up, looking at the 2020 and 2021 when his numbers weren't as good. Uh, I've got... Some articles. I'm I'm going to do articles on the Steelers' three Super Bowl MVP wide receivers and uh, film rooms on those and recovering those, reliving those games a bit because that's fun for me. Uh, That's about it.
0: Good stuff. And uh, just to remind everyone to click over to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com and listen to the entire family BTSC podcast. Just because the season is over doesn't mean Steelers news is too. There's stuff going to be breaking every single day from now until the start of the season. Uh, and that's that's just the way it goes in the National Football League. So I want to thank everyone uh, for tuning in to today's show. I want to thank my co-host Jeffrey Benedict for uh, enjoying the ride once again with me. And we will catch each and every one of you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, go Steelers!